0: This is Courage Cast, your daily dose of faith, inspiration and motivation. Well, today we have a very very special guest. Every once in a while on the Courage Cast, I bring on a guest. And a lot of times we do as you know, listener, you know that we talk about all kinds of stuff. But definitely the core theme is personal development, self-improvement. And I have somebody here today that, um, that talks about self-improvement, personal development in the sense of how, how do you know yourself? How, wh- what, what can we learn about ourselves? And she uses, she's an expert in the enneagram, would you call yourself an expert? You kind of made the space, <laughs> Jackie Brewster. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I always think it's funny when people say expert. Um, uh-huh. I I'm always a student. Mm-hmm. That's how I like to think of myself. I yeah. always want to learn more and different and new and whatever that looks like. So um, I do this for a living, and so you're you a professional. Know, I am. <laughs> yes. You
0: have a degree. Our oh, certification, certification mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have you put in ten thousand hours into this. Oh, you think?
1: probably a lot of hours over the course of years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: tell me about about you. Uh, tell us about you know your background, how you kind of happened upon uh, Enneagram and okay. and sort of the backstory.
1: Okay. Um, I am. Um, a certified Enneagram coach and experiential specialist. So mm-hmm. I help people really uncover and discover more about themselves with the tool of the Enneagram and biblical truths. Um, I'm a Christian, and I've been in ministry for 20-something years alongside my husband, Stephen Brewster. We live in Nashville with our four kids. Um, and several years ago, a girlfriend of mine, we were taking a walk, and I have four kiddos, and my last two are twins. Mm-hmm. And they're little. Teeny tiny twins, like they were just tiny babies. Yeah. And they could wiggle out of anything, little Houdini babies. And (laughs) so her child, of course, is this perfect, studious amazing. T- they should probably reading a book at three right. and the stroller and mine are like beating each other up and trying to climb out. And so <laughs> it was after one of those walks that right. she texted me and just said, hey, um, I just ordered you a book and I think it would be super beneficial for you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And so here comes this book with this really weird symbol on the front. And I was like, "Ooh, I
0: don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. This is weird. It does look a little bit weird. It almost looks mm-hmm. demonic. It does. I me. know.
1: It's a little creepy. Right. Um, but it's actually it's it's the the artwork for the enneagram is dated back to 250 BC, so it's not it wasn't even created with that. It was a piece of artwork. So when mm. you understand it, then it's not as creepy, right? Right. But when somebody gives this to you at the beginning, I'm it like, looks like
0: a tarot card or something. I
1: was like, what is this? Right. And right. so I was like, well, I mean, so I start to read through it, and I'm like, oh, I think she wants to fix me. I think <laughs> she thinks I'm broken. <laughs> um, and at that point, I was like, well, I probably am. I'm mm-hmm. a little crazed with four kids and a husband that is an Enneagram three and mm, a self-professed workaholic. So it was crazy. Uh, So I started the journey of Enneagram a long time ago, 10 years-ish ago, longer than that, 11 years years ago. Started just digging into it and learning more about myself, that alongside a lot of therapy and a lot of my own personal growth work. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just thought, okay, I'm going to get certified in this. I love this. It Mm -hmm. has made a huge impact on my world. It it has changed the way that my husband and I um, engage with each other. It has changed the way that I parent. It has changed the way um, that I see other people. And so if I can bring that to other people, I'd love the opportunity. So I got certified as a coach four years ago. um, And then just started on this journey around um, helping people uncover and discover more about themselves, Um, got offered a book deal you know, released a 52-week Enneagram devotional called "Here and God Speak Wow! Um, last year. And then this year, a new project comes out that we'll probably talk about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another project as well that comes out next year. So it was just kind of like, boom, boom, boom. Wow! I don't know. I feel like God opened a door and I walked through it and it wasn't necessarily the path I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so healing for so many people. And it's not, the Enneagram is not healing. Mm -hmm. It is a tool. It's a tool. It is not, there's nothing weird or mystical about it. It is a tool that helps us uncover and discover patterns of our own behavior. Mm -hmm. The healing happens when we apply the information and the Holy Spirit transforms Mm -hmm. us from the inside out.
0: So is it a surrendering posture? Yes. Like it's an awareness. So I feel like
1: we, can't, we cannot surrender what we're not aware of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's the beauty that I get to see every day. I see clients full-time. So I get to see every single day these people bring themselves into sessions and um, things click.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then them walk away with some homework. Yeah, And then the next session, they're like, okay, I want to show you what I heard or saw or did or what was revealed. And it's all through, again, I'm a Christian, so it's all going to be through that lens of um, the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. just what God does through it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm pretty quick to trust. So uh, I-, I would like to go first and just kind of ask you uh, about about me. Selfishly, I'm on the courage. This is my podcast, so I'll ask you about me. Um, so let's just say, I mean, this is the first time we're meeting, Mm -hmm. so and it uh, really
1: is, it's really the first time, (laughs) really.
0: Not just, let's just say, this is really the first time, (laughs) so it's not a hypothetical.
1: I came to the studio and I was like, Well, I hope I'm at the right place. I don't know (laughs) (laughs) exactly.
0: Yeah, I didn't let you in right away. Um, but uh, I have been confused, I've -hmm. I've dabbled in the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. um, I have not read. The Road Back to You is one book. I've mm-hmm. not read uh, really a lot mm-hmm. about it. I've, yeah. I have a fr- good friend who is a counselor, therapist, mm-hmm. as well as a business coach, and mm-hmm. he's been very helpful in mm-hmm. communicating to me. But from what I understand, the Enneagram is, is a journey of just self-discovery right. that you walk through. It's not like you can take a test and definitively know, and mm-hmm. the answer that you get is who you are no. as a number right?
1: Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. So the, the Enneagram tests, it's personality typing system, right? So any personality typing system, there's lots of tests out there that are around personality. Uh, They're not blood tests. Mm -hmm. So not, none of that is definitive. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just how aware are you of your own patterns? Um, how honest are you answering truth Mm-hmm. Or how, are you answering according to what you think people want you to be? Right. Right? right so yep. there's a lot of wiggle room. You know, I people throw out the number 75% accuracy on these tests. I don't even know where they get that number. But, sure. you know, 75% <laughs> right? <Sounds> accuracy <laughs> on these tests. So I do a lot of typing. My first session with my clients is always around typing. Let me hear what you think you are. Let me ask you some questions around this. When it comes to Enneagram, it's about motivation. So there's, we're, you know, so many people are so quick to say, oh, you're such a this. You're mm-hmm. such a, Three. You're I know. Such a-
0: I feel like people put that on me a yeah. lot.
1: Yeah. You're such a this. Well, because they're seeing behavior, but I don't know your motivation until I start digging in there.
0: So an Enneagram, mm-hmm. the first thing to know is it's a motivational?
1: Yes. It is around motivation. So it's why you do what you do, not what you're doing. And when we talk about this, Enneagram goes back into childhood messaging yeah okay? it's really deep work so all the memes and stuff are fun it's mm-hmm. all fun uh, until you start doing the work and then you're like hold up wait a minute
0: yeah yeah, yeah. this is stop. this is cutting deep
1: yeah stop telling people why about am I that. crying here right. <laughs> yes it's like I'm not gonna see her again that I don't like that she said that um, actually I don't have anybody that does that but um, it's so it's really deep work. It's around motivation. And we, we think about it. So patterns of behavior get developed as early as the age of two. Mm-hmm. So this is the patterns. We're looking for patterns of behavior around kind of three concepts. How do I keep myself safe? How do I get love? And how do I get my needs met?
0: Okay. Safe, love, love needs. needs met. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Well, I like how you just said that. Safe, love, needs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I've not done it like that before. I love that. Safe love needs. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you think about that from a really young age, you're trying to figure this out. Okay. That's why we've got all these different kiddos in our homes, um, different temperaments and personalities. So we don't make cookie cutter kids. Yeah. Right. mm -mm. That's what it has to be. Nature versus it's both nature and nurture because it can't just be one or the other. It's both in our families. Uh, But we, we develop these patterns of behavior as early as the age of two. And then here we are as adults, you know, A little older <laughs> and then we're right. you
0: know it's more complicated. <laughs> yes. There's a lot more going on.
1: But they all stem from these messages that we got early on.
0: So I love to go back to early on as a kid mm-hmm. because when when I was a kid, I, I think when I'm a child or childlike, it's most when I'm at play. Yep. Like when I'm mm-hmm. playing, that feels like when I was eight mm-hmm. or seven years old, you know, just mm-hmm. had that freedom and didn't have the blocks of of, of embarrassment or, or anything really. It was just really, truly, most purely who I am mm-hmm. and was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and so I like to think of the Enneagram and and try to put myself into when I'm at play, that's my that is more my number. But let's talk about this here, Jackie. Mm. All right. I have been confused about my enneagram number. Mm-hmm. There have I have thought that I was a seven. Mm-hmm. I've been told I'm a seven. Oh, you're a seven. Oh, you're a seven. Um, but when I read about the enneagram three, mm-hmm. I relate to that as well. So, mm-hmm. how help me help me know me better? Yeah guide me a little bit okay. if you don't mind.
1: No, this is this is what typing feels like with me. <laughs> okay. So, I go right into those unconscious childhood messages to okay. help with typing. So we go into unconscious childhood messages. These are messages that you would have heard from your parents early on, authority figures, people that were important to you. They were either spoken, verbally spoken, or mm-hmm. you just perceived this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I talk around value systems in your home. Like what was the value system in your home? How did you learn to get love? How did you learn to get your needs met? How did you learn to keep yourself safe within mm-hmm. your family unit, okay? Mm-hmm. So this is really where we get, we get to this part of it. So the unconscious childhood messaging of the Enneagram 3 growing up would be, it's not okay to have your own needs and identity, mm. right? And we're like, oh my gosh, that sounds awful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I just wanna neutralize everything. Our parents did the best that they could. Right. Okay, right off the bat. Parents did the best they could, um, but in this information, we would have perceived. So a lot of the times with an Enneagram 3 in childhood, we would have seen a story play out like um, parents were professionals um, or parents wanted to, uh, there was an apparent your parents wanted to appear a certain way, wanted their family to appear a certain way. And so this was the standard which our family represents us. Yeah. Okay. A lot of that, like um, my husband was in ministry and so there was a lot of pressure around, um, they were in in
0: ministry. Performance, Perfection.
1: Yeah, and they were in ministry on the mission field, so they had to raise their own money. Oh, okay. And this was 40, 40 plus right, years ago. Right, a lot
0: harder to do. A
1: lot harder, a lot different than it is today. And so they had to go to church, to church, to church, to church, and those kiddos had it act right. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And this is what,
1: you know, it didn't matter that you didn't want to go today. You Are had you from to go. New
0: Jersey, by the way? I'm from Massachusetts.
1: All right. I did. I hear it. <laughs> I
0: hear, hear the it? East Coast. A yep, A little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I'm not Southern.
0: Mm-hmm. I that's think. good. Either am I. I'm oh. from New Jersey. Oh, good. So then, that's why I kind of heard it. But in Massachusetts, uh-huh. I totally see that see? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or hear that.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, not Southern.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're proudly. You're and, saying that sort of proudly. I well, I
1: get in trouble because I married somebody that's like, she's not Southern. I'm like, I know. Uh,
0: sorry. I'm and sorry. I'm a Yankee. And I'm assertive. And I'm proud of it. Yeah. And I'm kind of like... I'm loud sometimes. I
1: am. I really am. Um, Plus, I'm
0: German, so that's a whole other story.
1: <laughs> I got some of that in me too. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that, that childhood message for the Enneagram 3 is it's not okay to have your own needs and identity. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it looks like. And so a lot of the times... All of the story of the three is around performance. I have to, I have to do this, or I need to be this way. Or I ha- like, I need to achieve something for my parents to say good job. There's a lot of performance around yeah. the enneagram three in childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you know, one of the things, like, it's they're the star child.
0: The what, star child? Star child. Okay. Like, there's
1: a lot of like the golden child, the per. you know, like, oh my gosh, look at everything that they're mm. doing. They're so good. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of that that happens with the Enneagram three. The Enneagram seven has quite a bit of a different story. So their childhood message, their uncons- the unconscious message is, it's not okay to depend on anyone for anything. So this happens a lot of the time with all of my Enneagram sevens. We're gonna talk about the nurturing parent here. Um, and the nurturing parents uh, typically is mom. And there's usually a story of mom had to go back to work or mom had another baby or mom was going through a divorce or some a health issue. Something happened mm-hmm. that uh, she couldn't nurture you as much as you needed it. Mm-hmm. Not that she wasn't. There's no abuse or neglect usually in this story. It's usually something happened that took a lot of mom's attention and um, a nurture, so the seven child figures out really early right they how do I nurture myself? How do I entertain myself? A lot of imagination, a lot of play, a lot of uh you know like oh, you know, I'm going to go play Barbies or I'm going to go play GI Joe or I'm going to go play Legos. video games, Legos, video games, whatever this looks like. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the story that happens around them is like I'm going to have to figure this out. What's so interesting is I'm an anagram seven. So my grandma would always tell me, "I never have to worry about you, Jackie. Like if you fall down, you're gonna you're gonna jump up, dust yourself off, and keep going."
0: Mm-hmm. And that was um, that was that was a thing you felt a sense of pride about um, eventually, right? Because it was like.
1: There was no other way.
0: It was rewarded.
1: Well, there was no other choice. Uh-huh. Like that was it. I was like, well, doesn't everybody do that? Right. You know, so I thought this was just about me. What I really wanted to say was, I actually need you to like ask me if I'm okay mm. or maybe help me sometimes because I'm not okay. But I'm gonna look like I am because I'm super resilient mm-hmm. and kind of like a happy person. Like we're gonna just figure this thing out. Right. But I needed more support. I just didn't ever feel like there was anybody to and, give and, it.
0: And nobody knew to give it to you no. because you came across like we got it all together. Right.
1: Super resilient, mm-hmm, let's just mm-hmm. do it. One of the things that I've learned through lots of um, coaching is that sevens would come into sessions with me and say the same thing that my grandma said mm-hmm. about me. They would have that in their story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is part of that seven, the resilience of a seven in childhood. It's just it's fine. happy up, you know, upbeat. let's go. You know, people don't want to be around people that are mean or sad or angry, sure, right? People want to be around fun, happy upbeat, right. Yeah, sevens I can are, relate to that. Yeah, sevens are enthusiast, fun, right, happy upbeat. Right,
0: right, right. <laughs> so
1: it, yeah, a lot of those messagings happen really early on.
0: Okay, so um, let's talk about me. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the, that Bette Midler line in that movie, Beaches. I love um, it. What do you think about me? Enough about me. What do you think about me? Um, so uh, yeah, so my upbringing was, I'm an only child. Uh, my dad worked, especially Early on, he worked a lot. He mm-hmm. was gone a lot. He was traveling a lot, mm-hmm. back to Germany all the time, from New Jersey back to Germany. Um, my parents are, are German. That was my first language. Um, my mom was definitely there for me, um, and I honestly, by all accounts, I had a very good childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, like my parents never divorced. They they you know they would have their fights and right. whatever, but but I always felt like I was definitely felt nurtured by my mom, but not overly like it was, it was a good, like healthy, she did work, but so I did have quite a bit of independence and I Always knew how to play mm-hmm. on my own. Mm-hmm. As an only child, I I preferred it. I liked being by myself, especially when I was before t- my teenage years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent a lot of time just playing piano or building Lego sets, and I had all these imaginative worlds that I'd made up, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when computer games came in, I played a lot of computer games, um, like you know, flight simulator that was Mm -hmm. incredibly boring if I look at it now, but it was (laughs) so fun to like imagine flying from Chicago to New York and, Mm -hmm. you know, and so anyway, it was, um, I, you know so i spent a lot of time in my own head mm-hmm. as a kid mm-hmm. um and i didn't naturally like spend time with other people but when i did i had a great neighborhood growing up mm-hmm. so i had i had lots of friends around me especially when i was younger before my teenage years and and so when i did play with them i loved it and i loved being around big families because it was more fun and more there was more to do and more activity and uh, it was kind of a different environment than the quiet sort of lonely Mm-hmm. home you mm-hmm. know that that I was in sometimes, so um, but my father was very much like when he when he was home uh was very encouraging but also very uh you know achievement oriented so he he valued he didn't like me just doing nothing mm-hmm. you know he liked to see me busy doing stuff and doing stuff that was productive mm-hmm. um he was. Good to talk to, but I felt like I needed to perform mm-hmm. to win his approval. Right, even though I don't think he want, he didn't even know that was happening. But I, I very easily learned how to, what to say, mm-hmm. make sure that to spin it positive, to spin it, you know, optimistic. And again, nobody likes to be the, the, mm-hmm. uh, the, mm-hmm. ch- the person that is um, needy. So I, and I was very adaptive to my parents. Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. always traveling, you know, they would travel a lot on vacations and go sometimes alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, leave me alone and go and travel with their friends and be gone. Um, so I, uh, but I, you know, I never really voiced my, like what I really wanted to do. I was very adaptive mm-hmm. to whatever they wanted to do. And my parents kind of rewarded me for that. Mm-hmm. They would say, Hey, you know Eric, you're so compliant. Like you're so easy and so fun to be around. Like mm-hmm. so, I learned to be very uh, adaptive in my entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, ever since I was a kid, and I do this now. Highly adaptive to Chrissy. You mm-hmm. know, or whatever the kids want to do or family wants to do. It's it's rare that I will just do something that I want to do without considering others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hmm. in some ways, people. My wife says I'm kind of like this chameleon that changes depending on his his environment, mm-hmm. my environment, mm-hmm. uh, where I'll be. You know, I have lots of different friends. I can see very lots of different perspectives. I'm very interested in. Left, right wing mm-hmm. uh, thoughts and thinking, and uh, I can I can adapt into a room real quickly. I have a good sense of reading the room mm-hmm. and then adapt to mm-hmm. it and be able to talk somewhat mm-hmm. with that crowd. Mm-hmm. Not for a long period of time; it's exhausting eventually because that's very performance. That's when I'm performing, mm-hmm. um, uh, and I'm a high pleaser uh, of others, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a can be a weakness at, at times, of mm-hmm. course. Um, and then mm-hmm. lastly. I'm very, uh, I've learned recently, uh, I took an EQ test mm-hmm. that I'm very impulsive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will quickly, um, say yes to something. Uh, I knew this already, but I'd send it, i tend to say yes and then regret it later. And mm-hmm. Wish I had said no. Mm-hmm. And then I make my whole life busy and full. Yeah. There you go. It's, that's, that's me in a quick nutshell.
1: I mean, it's so fascinating. So I'm a seven and my husband's a three. Mm-hmm. And you described both of us.
0: <laughs> I know, it's a problem.
1: <laughs> no, 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 it's not a problem. So where I go here, right, when we're kind of like, okay, there's a lot of similarities, there's a lot of energy around the three and the seven. Mm-hmm. Part of that is that stance that they're in, the three, seven, and eight, it, they're in an assertive stance. Okay. Okay. And so the the numbers, let me just, I always like to give everybody their numbers, so Three, seven, eight is assertive stance. One, two, six is compliance stance. You move towards people to help make decisions and Mm -hmm. figure things out. And then the four, five, and nine is the withdrawn stance. So You move away from people. You need more time to process information. But we're focusing- That's my wife. Is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, we're focusing on the assertive stance—the yeah. three, seven, eight—right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and this stance stands independently from other people. They don't move towards people. They don't move away from people. They just stand independently, figure out what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, like I want to—I want to play piano right now, or I want to play video game right now, or I want to do this right now. Um, you don't need a lot of people to help you make those decisions. No. You are good on mm-hmm. your own making those decisions. One of the interesting things about the three-seven combo around people pleasing Mm -hmm. is um they do it for different reasons so threes are people pleasers notorious people pleasers okay and if we think about this this is kind of a you know a sucker punch right here but when i think about the people pleasing part people pleasing doesn't really have anything to do with pleasing other people but it does have a lot to do with controlling what people think about you yes so that has a lot to do with the three. I need people to think this way about me because I need to be seen in a good light. I need mm-hmm. them to like me. I need them to think that I'm important or special that's or That's very valuable. important to me. Okay, so that's the three. Mm-hmm. The seven, they are not necessarily people pleasers. However, they care about the people closest to them that are attached to their security. So it would be your wife, your children, job opportunities, things like that. So it could be a boss or people like that, parents. Like Mm -hmm. I care what they think about me, so I wanna make sure I'm good there. But as, you know, in general, sevens are not, they're not people pleasers in general. They're mm-hmm. more independent thinkers and like, um, you know, I said I would do that, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no because this better opportunity came up. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna just, you know what I mean? Where yeah. the three feels the weight of the people pleasing.
0: No, I feel the weight. The weight of it. Mm-hmm. Because it's all, all across the board. Mm-hmm. It's not just the most important people. As a matter of fact, sometimes I'll do stuff to please people that I don't, I'm not close with because I made a commitment to them and and then i that, that's the conflict mm-hmm. i'll just i'll say yes and please everyone because i mm-hmm. it could be a complete stranger that reaches out to me mm-hmm. and i feel the burden to get back to them oh. as quickly as possible okay. or because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. i don't i don't yeah it's just a it's a it's a thing
1: yeah steven as a three has had to work really hard on this because everything you say yes to, you say no" to something else, yeah, and so we have lots of conversations around if you say yes to that, it's a no to this, this, then this, mm-hmm. and so for years this was there was an imbalance, and that's right because of the people pleasing, but the workaholism side of a three, the performance piece of a three, the achievement piece of a three. There's a lot of movement of a three of like, go, 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 go. Like, Mm -hmm. let's keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of it is around um, success, Mm -hmm. success oriented, oriented thinking. It is with me too. Okay. Cause the seven's different. The seven, I'm a seven and I love what I do, but I'm not tied to it the way my husband is. I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is great. This is a great opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, like I could pivot. Not really, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not going to pivot. Like, I love what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but it's it's so different in the way that we think about things, mm-hmm. um, where I'm always like, where's the exit? Where's the escape hatch? How can I get out of this thing if I don't want to do it anymore? And he's like, there isn't any. Mm-hmm. Like, you created your own business. <laughs> you can't leave it. Right, <laughs> I'm right. like, where are the employees that are going to take over?
0: <laughs> do you kind of like to know that, that that's sort of a safety blanket for you?
1: That I can get out of yeah, it? Yeah. Yes, but I can't get out of this you one. can't get out. no so i like yeah i always want to know we were just at something the other day and um and they were asking like do you like to pick the restaurants and i was like no i don't i want to hear his options first because what if he throws out roost chris and i was going to say taco bell like (laughs) i want to know the options (laughs) because i don't want to shoot me in a corner right i want (laughs) to shoot myself in the foot like i want the best option right um so okay one of the other ways that sometimes um the the next step around the typing part of this is I'll look at the the stress point of the numbers. Okay. Okay. So if I look at the Enneagram three and stress, they go to a nine. They fall asleep to themselves. They, they can, what? They fall asleep to themselves. They can get um
0: they fall asleep to themselves? Yeah they can what get What does that mean?
1: They can um they they can get lazy. They can get less productive. In stress. In stress. Okay. It's like I need to check out I am not gonna take care of myself the way that I normally do. I'm not going to the gym like I normally do. Who does do. this, the threes? The threes okay. and stress, okay? Okay. Um, and it could be like, I'm um, not eating healthy the way, that I, the way that I normally did. I'm just exhausted and I need to check out.
0: Mm-hmm. That so, sounds like me.
1: So what, you know, for Steven, it's like, what sports are on?
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what How can is I cope it? with this yeah, stress please. and get an escape?
1: Mm-hmm. Some of it's like, what is that? Mm. What is that sport that we're watching? You know, I don't even think that's a sport, like poker. I'm right, like, that's right. not really a sport. Right. But um, anything to escape that uh-huh. way. Uh-huh. Just check out numb out, get away from this. Mm-hmm. It all it all
0: antithesis, antithesis of success. It's
1: the opposite, but it is, and it happens um after you have worn yourself out by saying right. yes, going, 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 uh-huh. um, afraid to fail, afraid to look. Insignificant in any way, and then you just man, you crash and burn.
0: Yeah,
1: Uh, you know, and we can have small crashes where we just need a weekend to recoup, or we can have big crashes where it's poor decision making. We can have burns that oh my gosh, now we we are in deep trouble. We need a lot of help to get out of. Mm -hmm. But for the three, it really depends on probably a good support system and how to grab them out of that.
0: Here's my Mm -hmm. my fantasy that I have. (laughs) (laughs) it's not what you think (laughs) but it's my my fantasy Uh is april through august i have nothing planned on the calendar it is completely open Mm -hmm. i say no to everything and i finally do the things that i really want to do which is produce piano Mm -hmm. and um uh, work on some other little businesses and mm-hmm. some develop some new businesses and then let go of all the other obligations that I have. It's kind of like this, how can I do this? How can I run away and escape? Mm-hmm. That's sort of my fantasy. It might not be related as much to the three, mm-hmm. but, but I can relate to... Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, just doing something completely opposite of what I want mm-hmm. to do, which is right. take care of my health and, yeah. and have the energy to, to do things. It's just get lazy and mm-hmm. just fall apart on right. the couch. That's
1: yeah. how I get. Yeah, that, that sounds like a three. Mm-hmm. The seven in stress, they go to a one and they become critical. They kept nitpicky, irritable, frustrated. Their temper is pretty much mm-hmm. not in a good place. I am this, <laughs> mm-hmm. like my poor children. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> you just get, Stephen actually gets the brunt, the worst of it from sure. me is the nitpicky, da 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 on mm-hmm. him. And usually it's if I've overbooked myself, Yeah, said yes to things I don't want to do, or feel trapped in something like, I don't want to do that. Now I have to do it. And now I'm mad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually. Overscheduling causes me to go into a, a stressful place. Uh-huh. Um, but it is that nitpicky, just um, it's irritable. Like mm-hmm. a lot of irritability, a lot of judgment can happen in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, this really positive, upbeat, happy person. Mm-hmm. Becomes the opposite. Yeah. Like nitpicky, judgmental, yeah. critical. Somebody you
0: just don't want to be around. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah, not it's not fun. Poor That's, Steven. Yeah, poor the poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even come home from work when that was happening, I'm sure. He's like, oh he's,
0: I'm gonna stay at home a little longer. My workaholic <laughs> yes. is just kicking in. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's like, uh-uh, I'm not. Mm-mm. But the
0: good thing is you're aware of it. Yes.
1: I right? wasn't for mm-hmm. years though. Do you, you warn know?
0: him and say, Listen, I'm I'm in my one right now. Or do you do you do that at all, um, or do you say that I sometimes? I think
1: I can feel it happening. Um, I feel like right now is a, I'm probably in a pretty good rhythm where I can recognize yeah what's going on, and so I'm not. If I get a little prickly, it's usually a conversation around like I don't feel like I was heard in this. Now mm-hmm. I feel like I'm stuck, and I don't want to be stuck. Right. Um, and he'll know. He's like, Oh, you're stressed, aren't mm-hmm. you? Because mm-hmm. you are. You are yelling at everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I get really stressed around book edits, which mm-hmm. I have a huge book edit right now. So he knows that. So he try to he tries to clear some space mm-hmm. for me to be able to do that with like ordering in and kind of taking some of the right. things off my plate. Right. That I because I good. I have four kids and um one is graduated but the other three are still in school so Mm -hmm. it's still a lot Mm -hmm. going on so yeah I don't know that I warn him as much as he he's Mm -hmm. like here it comes again Um, (laughs) and I can see him falling into it and I'm like hey buddy when's the last time you took a shower (laughs) (laughs) you know and he's like shut up
0: uh but. it's awesome <laughs> hey buddy yeah,
1: it is i like, love hey, that bad, like i don't know but i'm coming
0: alongside <laughs> you here <laughs>
1: let me pick you up <laughs> i really that is what i say to him though too yeah. that is a bad like, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: that's great that's what it's like mm-hmm. okay
1: so what do you think about those two
0: um i mean i can definitely i've seen myself get uh more critical of chrissy Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm most insecure or stressed, mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. so I do have that one, you know, where I would go to that, but I'm more likely to be more self-pity and um, reclusive, mm-hmm. uh, and be be lazy mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's mm-hmm. so destructive in some ways it's you know?
1: such the opposite even you saying lazy was like i don't want to say that word mm-hmm. um but it, it, it's such the opposite i don't want people to think that <clears> about <throat> me or i can't believe i right. would let myself do that so a, a little piece of growth on this you know because that's the beauty of what i get to do is help people see and i then like how you
0: say that Little piece of growth a on this, pe- buddy.
1: <laughs> buddy, that was. I won't call you buddy.
0: Don't call me buddy.
1: <laughs> buddy, a little piece of growth. Um, the growth on this, though, is is recognizing the patterns that get you to the place of worn out, and then really taking a good look at that and saying, like, okay, what have I said yes to that I should have d- said no to? Yeah. What you know? We all have the same amount of hours in a day. Okay, from the homeless guy on the side of the street to the President of the United States, we all have the same. So what are we gonna do with it? Uh, Margin is incredibly important to our health. Yes. And so that for my Enneagram threes, sevens too, but really the threes, you have got to take care of you Mm -hmm. and it cannot be about everybody else. Right, right right? It's and just
0: gotta be me. And it, it feels selfish
1: It does to do that. It really does. Mm-hmm. And my threes, they really have a hard time with it because they don't want anybody to think that they're being selfish. Or um, So even, you know, Stephen, we've got four kiddos at home and so he he's adaptable as well. So he's like, okay, you wanna do this? Okay, you wanna do this? So the awareness around that for us as a couple has been like, what do you wanna do this weekend? Mm-hmm. And me listening to him mm-hmm. and then saying, okay, here's a couple of things I wanna do. Um, and then, like, I'm gonna do these things without you. Mm-hmm. So go do what you wanna do. Yeah. And then he feels permission. I need sounds, that. It's so weird, I right? Need,
0: I need that permission from Chrissy. Yeah. It's so much better. I feel the weight of my shoulders off. But if I feel like I don't have permission, mm-hmm i it's i feel guilty yep. mm-hmm. i feel like i'm i'm a bad person right and then i have to you know sort of make up sort of a a, a reason why this was important it's just yes. it never works
1: no it gets super defensive
0: yeah yeah defensive you know? oh
1: yeah. yeah that defensive <clears throat> posture pops in really strong and fast mm-hmm. with the, my enneagram threes it's really fast like boom um, how did we get to defensive so fast? I was just asking you a question about something, or you know, with clients, it's around like th- the the protecting of self mm-hmm. um, from other people's opinions of them. Yeah, and how do I, I? I you can't think that about me. So let me tell you why you shouldn't think that about me. That's it's, what
0: it's, that's the defensive yeah, response. That do that all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. It's very fast.
0: Yeah, I want to correct others. If like my wife, if I feel like she's judging me wrong, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. or judging me at all, yes. but judging me wrong, wrong, I'll I'll just go to defend and that and that actually makes it worse. And that's when we start to build walls between right. us. And mm-hmm. that's where she's a four. Okay. Just, mm, just yeah. so you know, she's an artist. Yeah. For um I feel like we haven't even gotten into wings. I
1: know so much stuff. Right? The wings
0: thing is interesting to me mm-hmm. because um, I'm a creative as well, mm-hmm. and so I feel like there are times when I'm pretty vulnerable, a four type of creative.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know how that all works. So you can give me a summary of wings, and
1: so the wings how that works. <laughs> so I can't, well- Do
0: you think I'm a three? You, you, you sense, sense I sense I'm a three. I but.
1: sense more three than than seven when I break down motivations and actions. Like why why are you doing it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if I look at the why you're doing it, there's a lot of people pleasing around why you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. which which suggests more three than seven. Yeah, um, it's around performance. What do people think? You know, yeah. like I'm I want to be seen as. Successful. Mm-hmm. That's important. The seven is like I want to be free, and I want to be fun, and I want to go after what I want, and I want to explore, and I want to engage in life in a new way. Um, and there is not as much around success. Not I want to be successful in what I do for sure, but it, my my worth does not depend on my success. Yeah. And a three's worth.
0: Depends on their success
1: mm-hmm. If I really, and other
0: people's perception of yes. their success.
1: And I mean, that is like, I'm sorry for all the threes. I just said that out loud, but that is like the bottom of it when I really can get down there with my clients. It's the worth piece. Like,
0: and where does the worth comes, come from for a seven?
1: For the seven, um, it's, a ri- <laughs> it's a lot around like- Freedom? Uh, freedom. It's a- around like I can take care of me.
0: Okay, I got this. Like,
1: I got this. I'm good. It's fine. We'll make it. Like, it's a lot of that. Like, the worth, my self-worth. Independence. Independence. My self-worth comes from Christ. Like, what? It doesn't mm-hmm. come from you. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I want to yeah. go there, but I can't. As the, uh-huh. if, if I'm really honest, yeah. most of my, I've done a values assessment mm-hmm. uh, on the CourageCast. People can listen to that. But I identified a lot of the things that a three- a lot of the motivations and beliefs mm-hmm. that a three has. Yeah. As I went through that, so.
1: Yeah, it sounds three. So if we talk about the wings. Yeah. Let me just clarify this. I always think of them as a bird. So your main dominant number is the
0: the body of the bird. Mm-hmm. So the wings, the torso.
1: They have to be attached.
0: Got it. Right. We it has have- to be either a two or a. Four, it, has right? yep. it has to be it
1: has to be so everybody that texts me or messages me that you have <laughs> can't these be a seven wings, wing you can't be you can't you're they, it doesn't right. work that way is that an angel right i don't know seven. what it is but it's probably not right um mm-hmm. but i understand why you want to be that <laughs> but so it has to be attached so if you look at the, the both of the wings for you for a three we'll just say perhaps the three is right um So the three, you've got the two and you've got the four. Uh, You're gonna salt with one and pepper with the other. You're gonna use more of one side than the other. However, you're gonna have access to both. You're gonna pull in parts of those personalities, behaviors, Mm -hmm. not motivation, behaviors, um, in different situations to help you navigate life. Okay. So there's gonna be certain times that you're a three, but in this, you're working on the piano, you're composing something or you're producing something man, you got a lot of force strength in that. So you're mm-hmm. gonna lean into that. You're gonna go into that creative space and you're gonna let music drive you and you're gonna let the atmosphere you know, dictate where you go. And there's a lot of beauty in that, the freedom of that, okay? Mm-hmm. So you're gonna go into yeah. that. Then there might be another time that you're in a different environment with people mm-hmm. and you might lean a little bit more into that too.
0: Which is what? which is
1: the the helper, the supportive advisor, and so they care about highly care about relationships. Yeah, and so they're very relationship oriented, yes. and so they care about the people in the room, and they care about making sure everybody has their needs met. And, and yeah, different I'm very things like this. concerned
0: about harmony and relatability. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah.
1: So you might, you know, we can't probably do this piece today, but you might be a three with a two wing mm-hmm. that leans into the four when you do music. Yeah, and when you lean in this way. Yeah. But the two, the two might have more of a um, a way mm-hmm. about it. The other four m- might be might
0: be might be myself when I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. Two might be more when I'm with, with other others. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. not know, could be.
1: And I think one of the studies that we've done is that um, after the age of forty, you tend to lean into the the last used wing. Mm. You just have more access to, it. I think it's wisdom, interesting, you just yeah. learn like, oh, there's a balance here <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna need a little bit more of that, yeah, so I'm a seven with a really strong eight wing uh-huh, like whoa. driver, yes, like a lot, like mm-hmm. I tested as an eight. But all the childhood stuff lines up as a seven. And I can get with the eight, but I see more of the six the older I get with kids and things like that. I'm like, mm, I need to be more cautious or let me think about this a right, little better. slows right. me down a little bit because uh-huh. I really do want to just drive the other right, direction. Right, yeah,
0: That's good. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, this is all super helpful. Um, do you want to give a quick summary, one-minute summary of each number? Sure, uh, sure. We already talked about a lot about threes and sevens, mm-hmm. but... Let's talk about the other ones real quick, and then okay. I want to talk. I want to play this game. I see these cards in front of me, <laughs> so let's do this.
1: Okay. So the enneagram one, the moral perfectionist, the enneagram one really cares about um, being seen as good. They don't want to make any mistakes. Um, so a lot of their focus of attention is on doing the right thing. Okay. There's mm-hmm. several different ways this shows up, but overall. The one wants to do the right thing. Let me just say too, oftentimes people say like, I'm a one, but my room is a mess or my house is a disaster. Well, that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're gonna perfect everything. Mm -hmm. There's an area in your life that you likely really care about perfecting. The Enneagram too is a supportive advisor. They wanna help other people. They don't wanna help all people. They mm-hmm. typically want to help who they want to help, yeah. uh, but they want to, th- you know, why they help is they're, they really want to be wanted and loved or wanted and needed. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the thought is like, if I give to other people, then eventually I'll get what I need in return. Mm-hmm. So that there's kind of this give and take and relational, highly relational people. We talked about the three, which is the achiever, highly driven, uh, they care about success. You know, I want to I do really great things in life. I want um, to be valued. I want people to think that, I'm a pretty awesome person, you know. Uh, <laughs> that is one of the things about the three. The Enneagram four um, is our creative, like uh, romantic, and so they they feel deeply. They're unique. They um, see the world through a unique lens. They do not want to be conformed. They don't want to be put in a box. Um, they'll fight against that. Mm-hmm. They really want to be their own person. They want to see the world in a beautiful way, like that. They want other people to be able to have their own experiences, and they really want. Uh, a emotions to be okay. Mm -hmm. Like, let's neutralize that, you know? Yeah, yeah. The Enneagram Five uh, is the investigator. They're one of my favorites.
0: My wife leans this way in her wing, I think.
1: Oh, they're just so fascinating. They're the
0: learners, right? Yeah, they mm -hmm. they just
1: soak in knowledge, right? Just taking all the information. So they really want to know... um, they take in information. They want to make their environments. They kind of bring every all resources to them, so they don't have a lot of needs. So they don't have to go outside into the world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like need a lot from other people. So they they bring everything to themselves. Uh, they make their world small. They are private people. They don't um, they don't love a lot of attention. Uh, they they still need relationships, and it really would depend on some different things on how this shows up for them, but um, they're beautiful souls, mm-hmm, beautiful mm-hmm. souls. The Enneagram Six is um, the loyalist. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm trying to go through all of them yeah. in, my, in my brain. I'm like, what is it? <laughs> the loyalist. Uh, so the Enneagram Six is the loyalist. They care about safety and security. They care about... Cu- connection and community they really care about family um they want to believe in a a group of people or an organization or institution so that they can have some support Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so the enneagram seven is the enthusiast (coughs) um they go after work you know after what they want in the world they they um they don't really think that they can trust other people, so they're going to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to know they're going to be taken care of, which is an interesting part that most people don't understand about a seven. Really? Um, yet they don't trust anybody who's really going to do it, so mm-hmm. they'll do it. They'll take care of themselves. So it's, uh-huh. it's kind of this di- this dance that happens with a seven. Um, but they are free-spirited. They want to they live a life without limits, but that doesn't mean crazy. They mm-hmm. want to know the boundaries and then they want the freedom to live inside of the box of Mm -hmm. those boundaries. If that makes sense. Fullness inside of the box. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just tell me what the rules are and then let me, let me free. Right. 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 Um, the Enneagram eight is the protective challenger. Mm -hmm. And so they are strong and assertive. Uh, they're great leaders. They, uh, they don't want to be betrayed by anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, they really don't, they don't, necessarily trust very easily. So once you get into their world and they trust you, then they're very loyal and very committed. Yeah, um, They have probably the most tender heart in the Enneagram. Yet really? It's really hard to access that. Mm-hmm. Mm. They're very tender hearted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are afraid to let anybody see that because they are afraid of getting hurt. Got so, it. Mm-hmm. But I know people don't know that about the AIDS. They get mm-hmm. a bad rap. Like they're They just do. Strong. Dominant. Yeah. And then... You know, when you do the work, you're like, Oh my gosh, I see the heart. every one of them
0: mm-hmm. has has beautiful features. Yes. You know.
1: Everyone. And every one of them has some bad things said about them and then some mm-hmm. beautiful you know sure. beautiful side sure. of them. Then the Enneagram nine is a the peacemaker. They care about um harmony. They care about uh, you know, they want their voice to be heard, they want to know that they matter, but they also want the like the environment to be harmonious. So sometimes they won't speak up and they won't step into that if there's gonna be conflict. So they're pretty conflict avoidant in a lot of ways um, because they don't like chaos. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But they really care about all people's views mattering. Like they're beautiful uh, at being able to say like, I think that they meant this and Mm -hmm. here's what I'm hearing and like Mm -hmm. those different ways of unpacking people.
0: Okay. All right, that that is super, super well put. Yeah, okay. you did that in less than eight minutes, by the way, or nine minutes. You did that in less. So good job. Oh, that's yeah.
1: really impressive. Well done.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so you've written a book, the I've devotional book.
1: Yes, it's a 52-week Instagram devotional called Hearing God Speak, and it's available everywhere at books are sold.
0: Amazon. Amazon. Hearing yes. God Speak. Yes. 52 weeks, mm-hmm. so it's a one week at a time mm-hmm. type of thing, and yeah. you go through it as your number?
1: So it is set up where um, there's, a, there's a scripture and a devotional that goes with that scripture written by Ivan Anziato, my co-author, and then in it, every single week, I go through all nine Enneagram types and how your, your lens that you see the world in, how you take that particular scripture and apply it to different, different areas um, that I unpack around Enneagram awareness.
0: Wow. It's beautiful. Wow, that's a, that's a, that's a deep book. Mm-hmm, there's that's a beautiful. lot of things you went through. So that that's the thing that's out that's available now. You yeah. said you're in the midst of editing another book which is coming out. Mm-hmm. You want to tell us what that is before we get to the cards? So
1: the next book, it's a marriage book. So it comes ah. out in twenty twenty three. It's okay. a marriage workbook and it's gonna be amazing.
0: Good. That's it right now on that one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um tell us about the this these cards here. Enneagram Essentials.
1: Yes, it's like a it's a mouthful on that label on that title. Enneagram Essentials, 125 cards for self-awareness and connection. Uh-huh. Uh, and it, it goes through all nine types and why I did this particular project was um I was searching for cards cuz I I see clients all the time. And so I, I was kind of searching for a way for them to engage a little bit differently with what I do. Mm-hmm. And so um I couldn't, there was nothing out there. There's this one little package that I was like, huh, that's, I bought it. It was a lot of money. And I was like, hmm, I can see this being a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And so I asked my uh, my agent and, and he was like, oh my gosh, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And so it got picked up. And so it is um, six different sections and it goes through all nine types and it's basic awareness, insight, assets, relationship, and a deep dive. It goes through... The Enneagram in bite-sized pieces, and it is um, it is playful. So there is like it is a deep dive. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about a lot of different things in this in this card deck, um, but it also is very interactive. So with a group of people, it can be like, "Hey, what does your say about this? Pull out your card. What does it say about you in relationships? What are you looking for in relationships? Ooh, yeah. uh-huh. You know." So uh, it's a really fun way to learn the Enneagram, really insightful way. And uh, I've used it with different groups of people. So teenagers using it's fun mm-hmm. you know they're mm-hmm. like tell me families
0: that. can yeah, use it my gosh mm-hmm. we yeah
1: we use it as a family mm-hmm. uh, you can use it in counseling sessions um it's not um there it's not a, a spiritual tool so uh, a lot of counselors can use it that way because it's it's accessible to a lot of people mm-hmm. um, but it does help people uncover and discover places maybe that they're stuck or curious or um they How just want to know more
0: okay so so uh I just got this deck of cards or not deck of cards. It's this, this mm-hmm. uh, what do you call it? A deck? It is this a deck. This 125 card box.
1: I know it's a box. What, so. do, I,
0: what do I do first? What's so, the first fun thing to do?
1: So the first thing is this little <laughs> pamphlet that tells you all about it. Oh, look uh, at this. Yes. So it gives you like a little overview of all the nine types plus all the different uh, things that we're gonna talk about to give you a little bit of a description. So when we go into the wings, it tells you about it, into instinctual subtypes, so you have a little bit of understanding. So mm-hmm. that's where you start. Okay. Then uh, it depends if you're doing it for your own personal work and you get a journal next to you and you're like, let me, okay, let me figure it out. I'm going to just dive it. into
0: basic. Yeah, so you, you have basic into right here. Yeah. Basic. So, so let's pick a card.
1: Pick a card. Okay. It's, we're going to pick whatever Random card, we got. card. Oh, it's a five.
0: What does that mean? So core desires of core a five? Core
1: desires of an Enneagram five. To be capable, to be competent, to be understood, to have their needs met, to gather knowledge as a way of feeling safe in the world. Okay. And so the core fears of a five on the other side Ah. is having obligations put on them, being intruded upon, being contaminated in some way, (laughs) feeling empty of their own personal energy, being overwhelmed, getting annihilated, being forced to engage in social activities. Uh So... Then if you're doing this with another person and you were a five, it could be like, so tell me about your number. What did yours say?
0: Yeah. So, you, okay. So mm-hmm. you would, if you were a five, you'd take the five mm-hmm. and I would take the three mm-hmm. and we would just share about mm-hmm. each other what each one says.
1: Yes. Or some of my other clients have done it where um, they have held each other's cards and read to them. Okay. Which has been interesting. So
0: I have one here. Yeah. This is Childhood Messages. Yes. Um. It says here, during childhood, people receive unconscious messages that are directly or indirectly communicated by parents or people in authority. These messages greatly shape their patterns of behavior. So um, here are the different unconscious messages received in childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, Ones, the unconscious message is, it's not okay to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Perfection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The two may have heard it's not okay to have your own needs mm-hmm. a three is it's not okay to have your own feelings and identity um i, I relate to that mm-hmm. for sure right. again not that it was they did anything wrong yeah. but mm-hmm. there was sort of an unconscious message of i need to adapt mm-hmm. you know and right. i i i I remember one time specifically when I finally I'd had enough. I, I'd i been through so much stress at, in high school, my sophomore year that I just broke down over a, during a vacation in a real tense moment, just me and my parents. And I just needed to share my feelings, you know, and, and my parents were very open. Like it was one of the best times with my parents where they gave me some really solid tools mm-hmm to use when I go back to school. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, it was, uh, my cat's walking in here. (laughs) Um, And then I came back to school and I felt very empowered Mm -hmm. that I could have my feelings and emotions. Anyway, fours will say it's not okay, well, we'll have received an Mm -hmm. unconscious message of it's not okay to be functional or too happy.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the things for fours that could be damaging is stop being such a drama queen. Stop mm-hmm. being so emotional. When you say that to yeah, her? Yeah, why are you being him? Yeah, why are you being like that's so you're that's so much. Like mm-hmm. why are you so much right now? That's a very judgmental you know?
0: thing to say to a four.
1: They have a lot of feelings. Mhm. You know, and so sometimes they're going to come out in really big ways. And so we need to teach people what's appropriate and how they can express those feelings instead of telling them it's not okay to have those feelings. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. feelings don't go away, emotions don't go away. We shove them down. Mm -hmm. And after doing that for quite a long time, we medicate them to Mm -hmm. keep them that way. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we're like, no, 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 no. All emotions are appropriate. It's what we do with emotions.
0: There's almost a guilt that, Fours sometimes have for being too happy. Yes. Like it's not okay to be too happy.
1: Right, too happy or too functional or too sad or too emotional or too- To anything. Anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Like- Extreme right, emotion. Right,
1: mm yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. It's not okay to be comfortable in the world is number, is the five, mm-hmm. unconscious message. Unconscious message of the seven, of the six is it's not okay to trust yourself, mm. Um sevens it's not okay to depend on anyone for Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. so you you Mm -hmm. feel like you had that as an unconscious message
1: oh i did i grew up my dad left when i was two Ah. and um my mom those were words spoken to me Mm -hmm. through my life Mm -hmm. like you better take care of know how to take care of you and your kids like it was a very clear message spoken and then being married with children with the fear of that message. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, lots of therapy to and unpack And being married yes. and
0: having to trust your right. spouse.
1: It was always me and the kids against him. And he's like, I don't understand <laughs> until we went and did some really good counseling. And then I was like, oh, this is where this comes from. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry.
0: Mm-hmm. To get to that point yeah. of saying, I'm sorry, is so mm-hmm. healing.
1: Oh, it was so healing it, for both of us it was healing it was like there's nothing wrong with me mm-hmm. like this is a messaging i heard i don't have to function this way mm-hmm. i'm safe yeah. yeah you know and for him it was like this why do i always feel so rejected or i feel so something by her mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. let me in right they're mine too right <laughs> you know? right right yeah but yeah, yeah. it was very Good. interesting Mm-hmm.
0: Good. and the last two eights um unconscious message might be it's not okay to be vulnerable or to trust anyone mm-hmm. and then nines it's not okay to assert yourself mm-hmm. mm, that's good yeah. so th- this is a card that's in the basic section
1: mm-hmm. yes so
0: we'll put that back in there uh do you want to pull one out from others, from some sure, others, or, or lead do. me in this a little bit.
1: Okay. So, I mean, it's really however you want to do it. So, if you are like doing it on your own and you're like, oh, let me learn about myself. You're going to start in the basics. I would start it with a journal. Just kind of go through it. Sit with that thought. Sit with that card for a little while. Uh, give yourself some space. Go for a walk. Do some meditation. Mm-hmm. Do some deep breathing. Mm-hmm. Really, like, where does this sit? Is this true? Where does this come from? Because mm-hmm. it takes a little bit of like insight to figure out where all of this comes from from um now there's a whole section on this around triads in uh, the awareness piece and so um are you in the heart triad the head triad or the gut triad Mm -hmm. and how you take in information that matters and so even in that you can if you were with your partner Mm
0: -hmm. okay my wife who's Mm -hmm. a four for example
1: so she would be in the heart heart triad. triad and you as a three are also in the heart triad mm-hmm. um and then how you take the information in though is a little bit different so pulling those cards out with your specific numbers on them to read through it be like oh because a three in the heart triad suppresses emotion yeah uh, because emotions get in the way of productivity absolutely and so, that's
0: why we my wife and i sometimes battle about that yeah you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah Again, marry two or three, yes. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. but the fours, the fours feel the emotions, and they can be overrun with emotion. Mm-hmm. And so, the balance of that, you know, we need we need to we need to like turn the fire up on one and mm-hmm. kind of heat it up a little bit. We need to turn the fire down on the other and cool it down a little bit, so that we can understand and hold space for both people. Yeah. And so, that's the tool of enneagram awareness is like understanding how to hold space for all people to be who they are uh, and to be on their own journey and explore Mm -hmm. and Mm so these cards every section has um just different parts of it so the deeper dive that's probably my favorite (laughs) (laughs) because it goes into just parts that you're not going to really hear about so um you know just pulled out some cards it says two threes and fours desire attention Mm-hmm. So they are sympathetic and considerate of the needs and wants of others. Two's try to earn attention by serving and taking care of others. Threes demand attention through accomplishment and by gaining power through career advancements. Mm-hmm. And four's withdraw from attention in the hopes that they will be pursued. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. then you've got eights, nines, and ones. Uh-huh. Uh, that the eight signs and ones desire autonomy. So, eights demand autonomy, nines withdraw to gain autonomy, and mm-hmm. ones attempt to earn autonomy. Right. And then you've got the other card.
0: Right. I've got, uh, well, the th- five, sixes, and mm-hmm. sevens desire security. Mm-hmm. They seek freedom from abandonment, fear, and anxiety. I thought this was interesting. The anger activator is on the back. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it says threes having their plans interrupted. Boy, that is a problem. That's a problem with me. Um, I, I don't have as strong of a response when somebody says I can't do something. Mm-hmm. I don't, doesn't make me angry. So se- that's what sevens mm-hmm. makes them angry. Fours though, being dismissed. When I, when my wife feels dismissed, boy, you do not want to be on the receiving end of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she she does, Value being heard mm-hmm. so much so, and, and I will quickly move on as a three. Hey, let's let's get yep. back to the plan. You know, I'm very short about the time I spend like listening and being mm-hmm. being with her in that. Yes, that she needs to feel that I know she knows that I'm feeling yes. her. Yes, emotionally.
1: So growth on that. Mm-hmm. Eye contact. Eye contact. Eye contact. Okay, it's like the best tool. To help with emotional connection that's is good. eye contact. It's good. So um, putting your phone down, your computer down, whatever you've got that's distracting you. Yeah. And um, giving her your full attention is likely to be, able, you'll, you'll be able to move on a little bit faster. One of the other things that it I, it's in this deeper dive um, cards, but I'll just tell you real quick because it's one of my favorites. Um, it's on these Outlook groups. So the four, eight, The four, six, eight, that group of people, they are reactive. And so they need um, a response from you before they can move on emotionally. Mm -hmm. And so with your wife being uh, in that group, there's a good chance she's like, I need to know you understand what I'm saying, and then I can move on. But if you do not register, you're hearing me, I'm going to get louder. Yep. Or eventually I'll get quiet. Yeah, then, that's
0: what she'll do. Yeah,
1: and then let that sit there because that's uncomfortable, yeah, right? Like, really. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and you're in a different group, the one, three, five... You're in a different group. And so your your group uh, is about task-oriented, like put the emotions away, what needs to be done, let's get it done. Yep. And so you know when you understand the two ways in which you guys view the world and take in information and all that, you can see where some of the bumps that happen in relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really around communication, holding space for one another, uh, and then understanding, oh, she needs me to react and for her to understand like, he is not great at this. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be patient. Mm-hmm. you're going to be patient you know what i mean that's right it right
0: it's kind of yeah. meeting in the always seems like it's you're trying to meet in the middle a little yes. bit or meet mm-hmm. meet mm-hmm. in a place that's mm-hmm. healthy for right. for you and your dynamic is yeah. in marriage mm-hmm. wow um well we've talked for a good bit of time mm-hmm. and jackie this hour went by super fast yes. um i hope that uh, that you uh have I mean, I, I hope this has been helpful for you just to sit down and share about it again. Mm-hmm. Are you, uh, obviously you've got your plans for your book mm-hmm. this is now available
1: so this comes available in April so April. yeah it was there was a March release on this and then it's in a shipping container so okay. you know everything's a little bit delayed right now in the world right um, so this is supposed to come out on April 24th okay um, and it is everywhere books are sold Amazon um, books million Barnes & Noble all kinds of places have picked this project up Target Walmart all those places um, so you'll be able to get that you can pre-order it now good anywhere you want um, but but yes, I'm excited for people to get this
0: product. I am too. I'm, I am excited to get this too. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll put a pre-order link to, to mm-hmm. this. I'll put an order link for the book, the Perfect. devotional. Because uh-huh. um, I want to get both and just dive into this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. So yeah. um, Jackie Brewster thank you for making time people can follow you on instagram
1: yes it's enneagram with jb mm-hmm. and my website is enneagramwithjb.com okay so it's all the same
0: got it yeah, yeah i love your your instagram is is fun it's it's, fun. it's just really always fresh and new and and you have a great perspective thank on you. it so thank you. jackie thanks for being on the courage cast
1: thanks for having me